so how do you want me to introduce you? Uh, Mufti or Sheikh? John Fontaine. Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe and also set your notifications. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other DAO activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smiths podcast. It's me, John Fontaine, and I'm with Umar Shir. Hmm. Alaikum, Sheikh. How's it going? Good, alhamdulillah. So um, we're here today with Umar, and um, Umar, you have um, a YouTube channel, a popular YouTube channel called Make It Hijra. So um, I wanted to pick your brains today okay. about some of your experiences and um, some of the knowledge that you have, you know, okay. on, on the topic. Because I know you interview many people mm-hmm. um, who have done Hijra to many many different places. Right. Um, from the Far East to Africa to Europe to even in within America and within the UK, right, yeah. you know, people uh, just kind of trying to move to a, a better place, mm-hmm. you know, for the sake of Allah. Right. Uh, first of all, um, you're a convert to Islam. You, okay. You, you're a convert to Islam. My, my background. Okay. So how did you uh, find Islam? Well, I embraced Islam in uh, 1994. Mm. So I don't know how many years that is now. <laughs> But, uh, and uh, I was, I just, no, no, actually, I embraced Islam while in high school. So I was still in high school in 1994 because I crossed, I graduated in a thobe and everything. I decided to be different and uh, put a kufi in a thobe on and walk across. SubhanAllah. So, um, and people liked it actually. Hmm. You know, they, they, they thought it was different, you know. But anyway, so I was, I was in my last year of high school uh, when I embraced Islam. And um, ever since my late teenage years, I always was trying to find out the purpose of life and mm. why we're here, where we're going, mm. you know, what happens when we die. Yeah. So I was just in and out of different philosophies, looking mm. at things, researching things, on a kind of like on a teenage level. Yeah. Right. So it's before YouTube, right? Yeah, before YouTube. So how was you, how was you researching? What, what was the, the method? The, the, really, the researching came through people because people would mm. come and say, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, and okay. they'll, they'll give you the information. Or I'm this, and they'll give you the information. And then mm. you, you, you're interested, but you're not, you, you don't make the commitment. Yeah, yeah. And even um, I have friends that embrace Islam, and they would come and talk to me about Islam. Mm. And, uh, and then give you some literature, because back then it was just hard copy yeah. literature you had to read. So Islam is really what, convinced me like mm. talking to them they didn't do a lot of take me to the mosque or anything like that they would just mm. would come and talk to me i have my own philosophies of things and then they would kind of we'd debate about it and i just couldn't i couldn't win a debate when mm. it came to certain things about uh there being a creator mm. and even my idea because i was type i was kind of rebellious i didn't i didn't uh obey the law if you want to mm. say yeah, like yeah. i didn't respect it yeah, you know, yeah. and then of course we have a history of slavery in the states for mm. African Americans, so that made it even worse. Mm. You know, so I didn't respect authority. If I wanted to take something, I take it. If I wanted to do this, I'll do it. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, but this idea of there being a creator, and this creator is the one that gives us our direction mm. and our guidance. And if we have a debate, we can return it back to what a, the creator tells us. It's yeah, like yeah. you can't really you can't really refute that. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you believe in a creator, you know, and I believed in a creator, by the way. Okay. So, so what type of, you believed in a creator, but what type of, did you have a religion? Was it Christianity or for, what type of thinking were you on at that time? Uh, I, I guess I can say I was raised philosophy. Christian. Okay. Right. But it wasn't strict. Mm. Like I didn't like to go to church. My mother would mm. force me to go to church yeah. and that type of thing. But at some point she just gave up like, okay, you know, yeah. but, um, so it, basically it was a Christian philosophy, even, uh, at an early age, they used to, you know, the, when I go to these different summer camps and stuff, it's usually religious based. So mm. they would uh, try to scare you with uh, hell and mm. encourage you with heaven and this. 
So from an early age, I had that type of philosophy, right? Mm. But so it wasn't hard to understand it when Islam came. It just yeah, kind of yeah. clarified it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I remember it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that you asked that because we had a house party, right? And the it, he's a brother now, right? He was he was we both weren't Muslim, but he had a big Jesus statue, right? So the house party started and nobody was there, right? So we went to the Jesus statue, and it was it's weird. I don't <laughs> I don't know why we thought that, but we went to the Jesus statue and asked the, the Jesus statue to. Think of what we're asking. If this is a, uh, a divine deity, we're mm. asking this divine deity to bring the, the girls to the house party. <laughs> so it, that's weird how we think. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's what we did. And did sure enough, it? people started coming to the house. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that the, the statue had anything to do with it, but it's just how we thought about it. Mm. You know, you know, so, you know what, what I would say about that? I would say uh, it's possible the unseen world of the jinn could have inspired these people to You're come right. because then you start having in mind that this uh, praying to the statue it worked. Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I would have been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the thing about it, we didn't, it, it, we got, let's just say it worked. Yeah. It didn't work, yeah, but yeah. let's know, say yeah. it worked, but at the end, we weren't grateful. It yeah. wasn't like so we said, oh, now we're going to start, yeah. you know, asking more. It, yeah. it didn't happen like that. It just, it's just a weird yeah. a relationship that mm. people think they have with God, yeah. you know that they can ask God for things that God is not pleased with, yeah. right? And he'll give it to them. So anyway, so this, this person um, that, was, that we had the house party together, this, this person became Muslim before me. So he would be the one that would debate or clarify things for me. So mm -hmm. I trusted him, you know? So I had started to go lean over more towards like Pan-Africanism, if you want to say, yeah. like, uh, you know, the, the, the African-American struggle and that type mm. of thing. So I would I would just go to him and I say, yo, I want to have, you know, a part, you know, like a, a speech in the park to talk about certain things and this. Mm. And then he would intelli intelligently debate me on that. Mm. And what's, you know, you know, is this a good idea and things like that. So mm. he would he would enter, he would give me Islamic concepts, mm. you know, to go along with that. Like in so I can change the way I was thinking. And the thing was, I believed in Islam, mm. but I didn't embrace it. Mm. Okay, so I would debate, like we would, we would sit around drinking or whatever and have religious debates, right? And so this guy, yeah. like he's, he went, went to church his whole life, went to Sunday school, so he knew a lot about Christianity. And then I read a lot about, especially this, this is like the Ahmadidat yeah, yeah. times where you have like this Christian Muslim debate type. I'm, I'm familiar the with them drunken high <laughs> debates. You find, <laughs> you were, uh, funny enough, you, you actually get a lot of things out of them type of, you do. Types of thing. You because do. You, you kind of speak the truth when, mm. when you're under the influence. Right, right. Um, and everything just comes out. So I, I believed. I believed in it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't formally accept Islam. Mm. So what happened was uh, I had a friend mm. that we would call each other cousins. We were real close, right? Our mm. family close and everything. And... Um, and uh, after, over time, these ideas really left me thinking about, okay, where am I going? Where, mm. where, where am I headed here? So one day, you know, I called up another friend. Actually, it was two friends. The friend, uh, the first friend embraced Islam, and then the second friend embraced Islam. And the second friend was more, like, he, was, he, really, wanted, he really wanted me to be, become Muslim. Mm. So he was, you know, he would come to my house because I went to juvenile. Okay, mm -hmm. I went to juvenile for like six months or something like that, or mm -hmm. something like that. Don't, don't quote me, I can't remember. But I went to juvenile for an extended period of time. So when I came home, he was there. Mm -hmm. And he sat with us, even though when we think, what we're thinking when we get out of juvenile is, what, you know, yeah. get high, whatever. But he came anyway. And he sat there and he talked to me. And he, you know, so he was always there. He never gave up on me. So when I felt that things weren't going my way, you know, whatever hustling I was trying to do or money I was trying to make, it wasn't working for me. I went back to him and I said, okay, I think I'm ready. You know, mm -hmm. I think I'm ready to become Muslim. This is, this is not mm -hmm. making sense for me. So at that point, I went down to, um, there's the brothers that had these stores. I went down to the store. It was Ramadan. But was it Ramadan? I believe it was Ramadan, like the end of Ramadan, right? 
So they, they were having iftar. So I went there, talked to them. It was other brothers there, and they were talking to me. And then I just embraced Islam at, at that mm. point, you know. But I was convinced long before that. Yeah. And I would say anybody who really looks into it with a sincere heart will say, okay, yeah, mm. there's something to this, right? Definitely. And even if, they, even if they don't embrace right away, mm. it's, it's kind of like you, you find the right person that can discuss it with you. It's mm. like it's nothing, you know. Yeah. You know. It's, you know, when you compare it to anything, just superior to everything. Mm. You know, we're speaking you know, about some of the solutions Islam has in different things. It was just impressive. Mm. You know, and I tried to do the same. I tried to refute Islam in the beginning from a Christian perspective, even right. though I wasn't a Christian. I never believed in it. Right. But it's just traditional Christian, you know, right. and um, or culturally Christian, I right. should say. And uh, yeah, it's very impressive, you know. And subhanAllah, so many people come into Islam yeah. all over the world. So, what part of the states uh, were you? Were you from? I'm from a I'm from a city called Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's in a state called Wisconsin. Mm. And it's close to Illinois, which is Chicago. Yeah. It's close to Chicago. So there's a lot of Chicago influence. Yeah. You know, so what was the Muslim community like there? What type of Muslims were they? Were they okay. What was their background? Okay, yeah. So in our city, you have... Uh, okay, there's a lot of segregation mm. in our city, which means the blacks are here, the Latinos are here, the whites are here, and mm. so it's like that. And then you have some areas where there's a mix of people there, mm. okay? So on the north side of the city, you had a place called the Dawah Center, which mm. is primarily African-American, okay? Mm. And then on the south side of the city, you have a masjid that's built from the ground up and a school connected and, you know, this whole thing. Mm. And that, and that, was, that was the Pakistani mm. and Arab community. And then you, as time went on, you had places on the west and the east and all, mm. and all that. But generally, mm. those were the major two places. So I, mm. I was on the north side. So I was introduced to a place called the Dawah Center, which is like a converted, a, I don't know if you have them. It's like a, I don't want to say a strip mall because it's not a full mall, but mm. like, it's like a strip. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had different stores inside of it. So they converted the whole thing. Knock it into one. Yeah, they knocked it in and made mm. a, um, a mesh it out of it. Mm. Yeah, it's still there today. Yeah. Mashallah, it's still there today. So, you've been Muslim for quite a while, right. and um, you spent a lot of time outside of the States yeah. since being a Muslim. So, at what point did you decide, you know, I'm going to leave, and why? Okay, yeah. So, since I became Muslim in Ramadan, you had Tarawih, mm. right? And the brothers that, uh, that I embraced Islam with, I would go to the masjid, and hear these long recitations. I didn't know what was going on. Okay, so it was kind of a cultural shock a little bit. And everybody was sitting on the floor, and the the khatib, he would the, the speaker, he would speak in English and Arabic and this. So I'm I'm just like you know, yeah. all right, I understand the the basic part, but this part is a little bit, yeah. you know. And you know, personally, I'm not the type of person that just you know just like if you're talking, I don't understand. I I want to know what you're saying, right? Mm. And especially in this case where you're talking about Allah saying this, mm. right? So I really wanted to know, you know, what what the words mean, at least a basic understanding, right? Because mm. I wouldn't consider myself like a hardcore Talib al or something. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But on a basic level, if Allah is saying something, I would like to at least have an understanding. Mm. So I met different people. I even met uh, converts like myself that has or seemed to have at that time. Because if they say, Alhamdulillah, that's something, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't know anything. So they appear to have some Arabic language and stuff like that. So I was, I said, yeah, I need to, I really need to learn. So I tried to learn. I tried to learn locally. And mm. I, I, get, I got some basic things like mm. have the baton and all that stuff. Mm. Right. But I said, nah, this, I need more. Mm. And at that time, this is the time when every, everyone was going overseas to, to study. Mm. People, there was a popular place in Syria that people would go, Damascus, uh, Egypt. Uh, you, you would have to get kind of a scholarship thing to go to Medina, yeah. you know, but basically the open places where you can just go into, Syria and Egypt. Of course you have Morocco and other places, but it wasn't as famous. Yeah. So I decided at that point, I said, okay, look, I need to learn Arabic or at least have a basic understanding. So I'm gonna go ahead inshallah and go. No, actually I wanted to go to Medina. Mm. In high school, when I was finishing high school, I said, I would even tell the teacher, okay, I'm going to go to Medina. Mm. 
but I didn't have a way. So over time, I always had the, the intention to go, mm. but it became clearer as time went on. Like once I started to, um, once I started to make money and do things mm. that I, I had to find other options that I can be kind of independent. Mm. That I don't have to wait on somebody to say, okay, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, we just made a little switch because the sun was coming in. So uh, take it away. So, sure. so yeah, you were speaking about and the reason uh, why you made the switch initially right. was for educational reasons. Right. You know, you wanted to study, learn more about Islam, learn Arabic. Right. And um, it wasn't necessarily like a, a fleeing something or, right. or leaving because of America. It's leaving right. to gain something, you know. Right. So at what point did you kind of start thinking about Hijra and the topic of Hijra? Because, you know, you, you've got your channel, right. uh, Make Hijra. You know, you know, um, I dealt with a lot of uh, Palestinians, uh, Jordanians, uh, Arabs in general, and you know, many of them left the Muslim world to go to to the West, right, for whatever reasons. Uh, sometimes it's not as political as we think. Sometimes it's just like it's grass is greener on the other side, really, yeah. to them, right. So they have this romanticized idea of what America is and then the reality hits them because a lot of I, I, let me speak specifically about the city I come from because a lot of them work in the inner cities so they witness the crime and the drugs and everything mm -hmm. there but then when they leave this to close their stores they go back to uh, the neighborhoods which are outside of the those areas so they get a dose of reality real quick about what America is really about and for them, they get the money and they send it back home to build a house or whatever they're doing over there. So for me, I had no idea of what it would be like living in a Muslim world. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it was just like, okay, let's go learn Arabic so we can understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, but once you get there, you start to find how easy it is to practice, mm -hmm. to practice your religion. If you if you were practicing in the States over here 10 times, you know that. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, traveling yeah. around that you can, you know, that van calls, you can go over here. Nobody's saying, wait a minute, you got to finish this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, every situation I was in, if if the van called or I wanted to pray or anything, no problem. Even the people in high positions had a little prayer mat in their office and they just it was time to pray. They just mm. put it down and they pray. And so it, was, it wasn't strange because mm. <clears throat> I find my, I found myself like prayer time come in and I have to go pray out in public in the grass or something and people just looking at you, yeah, you yeah. know, like, what yeah. is he doing? So that, that realization made me, made me say, okay, why would I, by the way, I'm not, I'm not a dawah carrier. Like I'm not somebody that's, you know, I would tell people about Islam, but I'm not like, I don't make that like yeah. something that I'm really into. I don't feel like I've attained enough information to, mm. to do that in a good way. So there was that reason was wasn't there like to go back to the States mm -hmm. to give Dawah or something like that. It wasn't I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So it didn't make any sense at all for me to go back to the States and have and have these problems that I was facing and the mm -hmm. problems that I left and to add to that my children. Mm -hmm. OK, so I had small children like, OK, what do I want for them? Because mm -hmm. I know I already experienced that and it's getting worse. Yeah. Like when I was young, it was like this. Now, now it's something totally different. Mm. So, to raise them I in mean, that environment. When, when you look at yeah. it now, 14, 15 years ago, twenty years ago, it's it's, it's fine now compared mm. to what it is now. Mm. You know mm. the way it's changed now. Right. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd be happy if it was like like it yeah. was. Right. <laughs> You're um, right about it. Yeah. Here's an example, and it's maybe controversial, and you can edit it out, but. I would go back and forth to the States. I would, right? Mm. And you would look on a television show and you'll see the difference mm. between uh, 10 years ago or whatever and now. Like mm. you, the homosexuality stuff, the mm. immoral stuff, even if you leave off the homosexual stuff, the, just what they're like, it's like kind of like a slow digression. Yeah. You know, it started yeah. here as little as it was innocent and yeah. subtle, and then it just became like hardcore. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they now they want to force you to agree, and yeah. if you don't agree, then they'll cancel you. Of course, you know, living in 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 in, in different countries um, is not perfect. Right. 
Right? It, is, it has its challenges. Yes. You know, you've got, you know, not, every, not everything's perfect as well. Right, right. Well, see, the thing is that you can control your environment much better. Mm. Like, I don't have to accept what other people mm. push into, into my sphere. Mm. I can control it, you know. So I can tell, I can control access to what my children look at and, and what they listen to. Mm. I can control it. Mm. And not in a bad mm. way. Mm. Like, you know, mm. it's not like they, miss, they feel like they missed out on anything. Yeah. You know, it's that, okay, look, here's what I want you to take a look at. Look at the fact that everybody you see over here has their wife and their children and their mm. and there's families here. Yeah. Marriage is important. Okay, mm. you like that boy, you like that girl, okay, we get married. Yeah. And there's, there's no kickback about that. Yeah. It's not them saying, no, I don't want to. Yeah. This is how you were raised and this yeah. is what you see around you. There's still a huge focus, especially in the Muslim lands, of family. Right. Know? And, and the, the thing with, with, with the West, because they've become an irreligious, you know, they're right. not Christian anymore. They're leaving right. Christianity. They still don't even have right. any kind of religious values. Right. So, um, What's the biggest thing you've kind of learned through, through your travels, mm -hmm. you know, and how did you kind of perceive the outside world from America and right. how was it, how was it different? The biggest, the, one of the biggest takeaways is that if you, because you have different, okay, you have different levels of practicing Muslim, right? You have Muslim, born Muslim, that's Muslim by name, Muslim, you know, they're not really concerned. Mm. And then you have people that are, take their religion very seriously, mm. right? So for that person, any edge that you can get in practicing your religion that makes things easier is good for you, mm. right? So going to, a, going to a Muslim country, if you're looking for that, you can find it very easily. Mm. And you can just go ahead and, and go with the flow, right? Mm. So that's to me is the biggest takeaway that okay i want to practice islam it's not like i'm forced to i want mm. to and i want my family to be a muslim family mm. so to help me with that let me get around other muslim families let me mm. get around muslims that can that if i'm slipping they can mm. you know push me back you know mm -hmm. so yeah again that's the biggest takeaway i have mm. that uh and that i've learned mm. is that if you want to be practicing the environment is very important mm. How, how do like Americans who have not traveled much, a lot of the time they don't leave their state. Right. They, they don't, not even in the city. Many people don't even leave the not country. Not even in the neighborhood sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so the, the, the kind area. of perception of Asia and Africa and Arabia, you know, it's like people living in deserts, people living in jungle and, you know, right, right, kids right. with flies on their face, right, stuff right, like right, that. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, did you kind of have that kind of... Uh... Well, the, thing, the good thing is I had people that went ahead of me. Mm. So, and I did have that. I, early on i did mm. think i would never go to africa yeah for what you know uh, and that's because of how we were raised you mm. know and what they put the perception they gave us of africa which is uh famine and poor people starvation yeah. you know and then we the ones are giving charity to them and yeah. that unless you want to be a, a, a what do you call it uh a charity organization there's no reason for you to go to Africa, period, yeah. or other places, even Middle East or any of these places. Yeah. We, all, we always think that we're better in a better uh, circumstance. Yeah. So why would we leave our better circumstance to go there? Yeah. Right. And that's how we were taught. Yeah. And even uh, when you learn about Africa, they give you these small groups there that you would probably never see ever if you went, mm. right? People with the bowls and, yeah. uh, and the long ears or whatever yeah, yeah. type of tradition they yeah. had. Naked, everybody's naked and with hay or whatever, yeah. straw. <laughs> this is the impression it's we have. Why would you go there? Why? Yeah. Why would you travel there even? Mm. So yeah. that, I don't know if it was intentional, mm. but I did feel that way, mm. you know. But once you start to open your mind and mm. talk about it, even we had Africans in the States, mm. you'll meet Africans and you would make fun of them with that stuff, mm. right? But they, unfortunately, a lot of times, at least in my experience, they never said, no, it's not really like that. Yeah. It's like this. They just went, went along with it, you know, making fun, laugh, and that's mm. it. Nobody clarified, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you've got your, your Make Hydra website, uh, the, the YouTube, and you've been interviewing different people who have made that leap uh, and, and what I like about 
with YouTubers, you've interviewed, interviewed people from different backgrounds and also who have moved to different places, you know, from the Far East, Malaysia, Indonesia, Africa, Arabia, you know, so it's a good mix of different kind of experiences, cultures, and even types of Islam, right. you know, on, on the, in a broader sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are some of the things you've learned from interviewing and traveling uh, right. from, from some, of you, some of your guests? I learned that everyone has their reason for traveling, right? And you can't say that one place is the end-all place for everyone, right? And one place, one person's, one person's ideal place is another person's nightmare, yeah. right? And I've witnessed that. Uh, people, there was one case of a person that came to Egypt from Brunei. Mm. Now, anyone that knows that area would say it's, it's, it's a much more advanced and much more organized and clean and, you know, cleaner than Egypt, right? Yeah. So he came to Egypt and he was just disgusted. Mm. He, he said, how can you live here? You know, what are you doing here? Why don't you, you know, find another place or this? But for us, it was like we were, we were very happy. Yeah. And the thing about it is like, you, again, you can come from a place in the UK that's just a beautiful place and it's your home, right? So if you take, if you go from there to there, you'll say, okay, why would I ever live in this place? Mm -hmm. But then you have another case where I come from a place that's beautiful. Milwaukee is, not Milwaukee, Wisconsin is like farms and mm. grass and green and everything. But then I also come from a city that's crime-ridden. Mm. So now it's like, okay, I, let's say I love the city because I was born there, but is this the best place to raise my family? Mm. So my, my perspective would be different than another person's perspective. Yeah. And they might, and, and that person that says, okay, yeah, I want to practice my religion somewhere else, they may choose a different place than, than Egypt, for example. They yeah, might yeah. choose Malaysia yeah. or Indonesia or Kuwait or... Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen that in your yeah. travels, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's not one place you can say this is the best place right. to live as a Muslim, you know. Right. Because right. it, it also comes down to not just the Islamic uh, environment, it's, it's your capabilities as well. Right. You know, how much can you afford? Right. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, we, if we've all got unlimited funds, you can choose yeah. wherever you want to go, but right. that's not the reality, is it? No. Um, and also passport reasons, you know, yeah. what, what's your, where, where will you be allowed to stay? Right, you know, right. where, where can you rent or buy property, you know, language barriers, that right. type of thing. Right. You know, and I think each country has its benefits. Right. Um, but like you say, I mean, it's easier to kind of be negative about a place because obviously, like I'm from England, so England has a lot of good things, good benefits about it, right. which other countries don't have. And you can kind of, pick out them things and say, well, you know, the, it, this country is not good because of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to lose my kids in this country. Right. You know, if my kids are in the UK, mm -hmm. you know, it's dangerous. You know, right. you want to live with a Muslim community, sadly. Mm -hmm. You live in a very poor area, a gang, uh, you know, lots of gangs and drugs and right. crime. You want to live in a good area, you know, a peaceful area. Kids are going to be raised with non-Muslims, mm -hmm. maybe become atheists. Right. You know, right. it's like you know, a rock and a hard place, right. you know, so it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a test, it's a, there's going to be trials and tests and, and you kind of got to weigh it up each, right. each section. Right. So coming to that, from your experience, I'm going to put you on the spot and I want to kind of ask yeah, you, you know, you might not been to these countries, but maybe you've interviewed people, Right. you know, some people living in Western countries, um, of course, if you're like Pakistani, if you have a back home, I would right. say personally, right. the number one place you should think about or it's consider back is back home. You know, if you're Pakistani, go and check out Pakistan. Pakistan's right. great, by the way. Yeah. I've been have there. You been? Yeah. Right. You know, beautiful place, mashallah. Mm. You know, every city is like a different country. Right. So much culture and, and it's very safe in, in parts. Some parts are not. Right. You know, but, you know, obviously, if you have a back home, you know, if you're from Africa or Pakistan or Arabia, wherever. That should be the first option, really, if, if you if you want to look at alternatives. Right. But for people like ourselves who are converts, you know, 
what would you what would you of course again people are looking for different things some right, people yeah. want to study some people want a safe place to live right. some people are thinking about their kids there's many reasons for that as well but what are your kind of top three destinations you might kind of recommend people check out right if they if they're thinking about uh alternative places okay let me break it up into two categories right let's yeah. say the seeker of knowledge mm. okay the seeker of knowledge should go everywhere mm. right and uh and this could be a bit controversial but uh you have to have a broad scope the mm. dean is not like this pigeonhole like that mm. it's like you can we can have a small library of books that we never can read in our lives like that amount and that's just a small one mm. like think about the huge libraries of islamic knowledge that are there mm. and the, the years and years of islamic uh heritage that we have like there's no way so yeah. a real seeker of knowledge should travel around and find mm. people that they can study with in different subjects and different sciences right mm. Uh, Mortania is, Mortania is great, mm. right? And again, people will have their opinions, but Mortania is great because they, they still have a lot of scholars, mm. you know, and the things are set up there and they help you, like, mm. and the whole, the, the people are supportive for this. So Mortania would be a good, uh, definitely a good option. And then that would probably be first, and I know that's controversy because mm. people have, love Saudi Arabia, but I'm just being honest from my personal yeah. opinion. Uh, secondly, would be, I would say, I would say Egypt. For students, you mean? For students, yeah. right. Because Egypt has a lot of history and there's a lot of sciences now. And then once you, once you, and Sudan as well, yeah. is there, right? And then some would even argue, but let's just keep it there, right? And then I would go. Uh, with Saudi Arabia mm. that I know that's controversial I already know right but I'm talking about hardcore hardcore students that, yeah. that want to memorize that want to these environments are great for that and you can find many different people uh, to study with mm. and and then when you go to uh, uh, let me backtrack if you're going to Saudi Arabia to study with scholars yeah like you have Arabic and all that yeah, yeah. so bear that in mind what I'm saying the person, the Western person, convert person that needs the foundational stuff first, mm -hmm. Mortani is great, number one. Egypt, language, Quran, great. Sudan as well. Mm -hmm. Then if you went to Saudi Arabia, you can sit in a, a, a circle mm -hmm. and you can benefit from what's going on there. Mm -hmm. If you have access to there first, which is sometimes difficult, then maybe you can go there, but I don't know about their foundational things, mm -hmm. like your Arabic language. A lot of people start Arabic somewhere else and then come there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are the three yeah. from that perspective. Living perspective, I would, I would say Malaysia has been the best place mm -hmm. I've been living-wise. I'm talking about cost of living. I'm talking about community. Uh, it's, it's, it reminds me of the states. I'm talking, when I say that, I'm talking about the community in the states, like, because most, of th most things in the states are based around the masjid. Mm. So everyone gathers at the masjid like a community center almost. So if in Ramadan, it's like iftar is there and it's, yeah. it's communal, right? Because throughout the week, you're somewhere else going to work and everything. Mm. In Malaysia, we had that same type of vibe. Mm. During Ramadan, it was like, bam, everybody's out. They're welcoming. Your children running around. Their children running around. You mm. didn't feel like you're Very different. Very peaceful as well. Oh, it's peaceful. Very safe. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's, a, it's, it's a lot to say, like, and this might sound bad again, if anybody has a problem with what I'm saying, just talk to me. Yeah, no, this is your but, opinions. I don't, yeah, from yeah. your experience. But you, you know, you know how yeah. some people feel that, oh, he said, uh, uh, and they want to go mm. and refute you somewhere yeah. instead of just talking to you, right? Yeah. But uh, in Egypt, you'll find the knowledge. But sometimes the knowledge doesn't match what you see yeah. in the street, yeah. right? And that's, a, that's problematic, right? In Malaysia, what I found was that the manners that Islam promotes are in the people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you been to Malaysia? Yeah, I have, yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I know where you're going, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Egypt's very rough and tough. Yeah. And, if, you know, even without anyone touching you, you feel like you're being beat down, <laughs> you know. But, right. but with Malaysia, very gentle, you know, great manners and, um, you know, 
now, now that's that's on the surface yeah. level. So I'm not talking about hmm. well, you didn't go into the house and this that. But I'm that ter- I'm kind of a person that's like I look I, at I, it. I want to make it clear as well. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I found this. I, I took shahada officially in Egypt, um, and the family who hosted me and everything. The best man is in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we, we're talking about everyday. On the right. street, hustle right. and bustle. We're not talking about families in their right. house. Individuals. Because when you, once you yeah. get into the family in Egypt, you know, you know, subhanAllah. Right. You know, it's, again, it's Islam. And, right. But you're talking about generally the culture, a lot no, more tougher. Yeah. And, I'm not talking about yeah. specific yeah, yeah. Uh, people. Yeah. It's just general, in general, if you go there, this is yeah. what you'll find. But right? I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So even, this is an interesting story. We're in a restaurant, mm. right? And the restaurant had these chairs, these plastic chairs that, you know, I don't know if you... <laughs> You only find them here, right? In these places, right? But they're like, the legs are like, they can... Yeah, they, they bend out. Yeah. They bend out. So I'm sitting there, and the chair keeps giving out, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm pressing on the table to prevent it from falling. So this happens like three times. Right? On the third time, I can't, I can't get the grip on the table, to, so I fall back, yeah. right? I'm, I catch myself, but I fall back onto this guy's wife, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, this is, if in Egypt, it'd be a fight. But here the guy looked at me, he smiled and said, no problems. Mm. But that's their manners. That's yeah. the man. Like he's not, he's not, he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Like he wants to see, okay, did, was this an accident or did you do it on purpose or whatever? Yeah. And, and the wife even. felt good of you. Huh? It automatically, they, they presume good. Yeah, they you. think yeah. like, okay, I know you didn't mean to do that. Yeah. No problem. You know, go ahead. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So, yeah, the Malaysian manners i mean it wouldn't have anything to do with you being like a six foot like yeah. american like <laughs> no 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 they, because actually they, they're not they're not scary by yeah. the way that might be a misconception because a lot of them are small people in that but they're not no yeah you know but again like all the interactions i had i have to really think about it if i can think of a situation where it was where a person had bad manners yeah doesn't mean it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but on the general, Malaysia is great. On top of that, it's modern, mm-hmm. and it's consistently modern. Like you can go from one point of the country to another point of the country, mm-hmm. and, and it's consistent on that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean there's no villages or this stuff. Yeah. There are, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying generally the infrastructure, if you go on the highway somewhere, yeah. it's consistent yeah. you know, from point A to point B. One thing about Malaysia, one of the downsides, mm-hmm. which are kind of happened more recently mm. is the visa situations right especially with the covid they, they, yeah. they've been very difficult in terms of allowing people to you know who right. have visas to leave and come back and right, right, so right. this is also something yeah that's something know, what, what I, I think i think it's yeah. going to it's going to ease up in the future mm. inshallah this is what i think it, inshallah. but i thought that too a yeah. few years ago that it would ease up it didn't but mm. it's possible that it would ease up mm. uh but malaysia definitely like uh, it's a beautiful country, beautiful landscape, mm. just natural beauty. And uh, I personally, I liked Malaysia. I, I liked, uh, I enjoyed my time there. I, you know, enjoyed meeting the people. For me personally, uh, it's just not um, a culture that I connect with. Uh, it's not something I really enjoy. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, um, uh, you know, like I love being in Arabia, uh, uh, Khalid, or I love being in Africa, right. anywhere in Africa. Right, you know, right, right, right. anywhere in Arabia. It's right. just what I like, you know. Right. So people have to take them things into consideration. Yeah, food as well. Yeah. You um, know, oh, Malaysia. Uh, you see, food, that's right? the thing. Like, what I'm saying is mm. Omar's opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. take it and throw it. Yeah. Right. Because well, your opinion may be different. Not you, but yeah, yeah. just people watching will say, no, yeah. I hate him. I know a guy said he cried because he wanted to leave Malaysia. So yeah. I, I didn't cry. Yeah. But remember, I'm. But you cried because you were leaving. Yeah, I've cried because I'm. <laughs> on top of that, I spent a lot of time in Egypt, yeah. so it was a it was kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because if you spend too much time in a place, you think all places are like this. Like even that's why in the beginning, like the first year, I went to Syria. I went to mm-hmm. Jordan. I went. To, so I can see. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we landed in Jordan on the way to Egypt, and it was like, yo, this is okay, mm-hmm. you know. Then when we got off the plane to Egypt, we said. What is this about? Mm. <laughs> because you had mm. the people 
Egyptians are. I love Egyptians, man. I'm not gonna. But they're. You actually look like an Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. You, look, you look like my friend, actually. Uh, yeah, it's funny. So, I mean, what I mean by that is like when you get off the plane, they're like yeah. aggressive, like, but it's just in other countries yeah, as well. Yeah, but yeah. in Egypt, especially, like, you say no, no, mm. no, no, no. It doesn't matter. They just keep. They just keep going. You need a taxi. Yeah. You need a. You need a. And to some people, that might be off-putting. You know, yeah, yeah. they might feel like you're a bit too aggressive. I said no, mm. but uh, also it's it's desert, so of course it's dusty. You know, mm. some people may not, you know, feel comfortable with that. Mm. And then like it's a lot of pollution. It's it's the city is crowded, mm. and in certain area, areas are just ridiculously crowded. You know, mm. so it's it's those things yeah. that might mm. put people off. But then you have to kind of dig deeper and see, well, okay, why am I here? Yeah. You know, but they have newer cities and stuff yeah, like yeah. that for people. But anyway, the first is Malaysia. Malaysia. I spent time, that was coming from Egypt though. So somebody coming from somewhere else might look at Malaysia and say no. Yeah. But because I came from Egypt and spent a lot of time there, I felt Malaysia was a breath of fresh air yeah. for life, for just to live. Yeah. Right. And then plus I have, I, I'm not, I'm not a person that's always out and all that walking yeah, around yeah. and stuff. So. <laughs> and the housing and stuff were affordable and everything. Second, second would be I want to say I want to say UAE. Mm. I want to say UAE. But it's not cheap. It's not, you know, all that cheap stuff is out the window. I think UAE is one of the best options if you are teaching, if you right. have a job. Yeah. Because you're going to get very high pay. Yeah. Tax-free. Right. You know, high living. Right. And especially young families. Right. You know, your kids will be all right. And, but it's not final destination. Right. You're not going to buy property. Well, you can now, actually. But... Mm. You know, it's, it, I, the Gulf countries are never final destination. You're not going to get a passport. You're not going to get, right. you know, at some point you have to go home mm. or go somewhere else, you know. I know what you mean about UAE. I, right. I, I, I love UAE. Yeah, I stayed yeah. there for a while. Yeah. I love specifically the East Coast, Khan, Fajera, Hatta. Beautiful. Yeah. The people just think about Dubai, UAE. Right. Dubai is good. Mm. Of course, there's fitna there. Right. It's not like UK, you know. Right, right, right. right. Um, but the, people don't explore the UAE. They just think Dubai. And yeah, there's right. so many places in the UAE. It's a huge country, right. you know. But I know what you mean about UAE. <laughs> UAE? Yeah. Again, this is... Uh, uh, okay. I'm excluding some golf countries, right? Yeah. And the reason for that is because uh, if you want to live temporarily... Right. Even UAE, people will say it's temporarily, but there are brothers that stay there, like have grandchildren there. Mm. So, um, and there are, same with Saudi Arabia. There mm. are people that have been there for years and years and years. But I hear that, I, this is just what I hear, that you can be all of a sudden told yeah. to leave, you know. Yeah. So if you're talking about a temporary, temporary, if you're able to go temporary, you should just go explore. Yeah. You know, if you want to settle for a period of time, this is what I'm saying with these places mm. like Malaysia and this, because people argue Malaysia, they don't speak Arabic. Actually, they, mm. uh, most of the Islamic studies and yeah. everything is in their own language and, yeah. and they don't care what you think about it. Indonesia, a lot of people speak Arabic in Indonesia. Yeah, so like, actually I a lot of people that, that came actually. from Yemen and different places yeah. from studying and stuff like that, yeah. and they're in Yemen yeah. and established yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, they're in uh, Indonesia and they're yeah. established there. Uh, I haven't been personally, but, um, but I hear you have to the English is out. It's not. You've yeah, been there? No, it's not. The Indonesian. You've been yeah. Struggle with the English, but the Arabic yeah. they're very good with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been, um, you've been in Turkey now, mm. for a week. Right? No, it's only been uh, maybe about three days. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're exploring. You haven't. You're checking the place out. Right. What do you think of it so far? What's your first impressions? Okay. You've been to different cities, you know, and yeah. different vibes and. I like Turkey, mm. okay. but again, it's coming from the perspective of living. It's not, not from yeah. not from the perspective of studying. I'm not mm. saying you can't study somewhere, yeah, yeah. but um, uh, from a living perspective, I, I actually love Turkey. 
It's beautiful. It's clean. Uh, you have massage it everywhere, which I didn't really expect to see. Like every, I mean, I'm talking about if you're driving. Yeah. yeah. And you look over here. It's a big masjid. Big masjid here. Big masjid over there. It's mm-hmm. everywhere they have massage it. So it's kind of like if you wanted to uh, to move in somewhere, you can just go to a masjid and then come out from there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, look in the neighborhoods around it. It's that's what that's I did. Important. Yeah. <laughs> I picked the, the, yeah. the best masjid I liked and just yeah, tried to, yeah. Look, you like you like yeah. come down over there yeah. just a few minutes away and you're there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's I would love that. Yeah. You know, I would love that. So that's the thing about Turkey. Uh and then it's a diverse like here you have the these see the, you remember uh, in Malaysia how the mountains are. Yeah. They're like green mountains like yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh in other parts they're like just mountains, like rocky mountains. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you have this these these options actually like yeah. okay yeah I like this view I like this landscape yeah. I like how they built the, built up on the hills and yeah. da, da, da. and then you have flat land that you could you got beach you got like um, Mediterranean beach down yeah. there you got Syrian the border of Syria Gazian type it's like right. desert it's like yeah, you're in Sham yeah, yeah. you know so right so many options yeah you know? and even the coastal places yeah and even the weather options like if you want it really warm weather you can go here if you want it like you want to see the seasons you can go here like mm. Turkey mashallah mm. and then this has the history it has mm. history yeah. that if you can like you probably wouldn't run out of things to do mm. like even in maybe smaller cities you can say okay this was the sultan used to live over up the hill or whatever yeah, yeah. and you can get like some historical perspective of what's going on so and of course of course there are seculars and all that stuff and this yeah. political stuff but at the end of the day it's like you're on the ground. Like I'm here in this yeah. in this neighborhood. I don't really care what the secular guy is doing down there. Yeah. You know, so just And even the the people that are not religious, they're not attacking you for your religion. Mm. They're not bothering you with your beard or your niqab yeah. or your hijab. You just get about your business. Yeah, you're right. And uh you're right. They, I, I mean they have areas that are uh like uh I can't think of the names, but it's mm. in Istanbul outside. But uh areas that are like Primarily, like most of the people are foreigners there, yeah. and you can see it on the street when you go yeah. there. The Shakshar, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of foreigners, a lot of um, Arabs or whoever, yeah. you know, that are there. That if you feel more comfortable yeah. in an environment like that, it's available, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still exploring, I'm still learning, yeah. but uh, I really, I do, I really like Turkey. Yeah. I really, like, oh yeah, another thing, visas. Very easy. So if I, if I did that list again. Malaysia wouldn't be at the top of the list yeah. if you include, but you can get the visa and they have many options. And same with UAE, they have, they just invent new options, you know, as you go, especially if you do business and stuff like that, you can get into the free zone and blah, 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 you know, that stuff. But here, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that. You can, you can get residency, you get a two year contract on the, on your rental and then you can get residency and then it can, you can take it from there. You can buy property, you can get a passport even. Yeah. So that idea of Hijra, is even more realistic if you're looking at Turkey. Yeah. You know, and then another thing is important besides the extremes, right? You can't kind of create your environment. Yeah. And that's but you have to go according to the rules. Like yeah. you can't just pop up and just think, yeah, we're gonna yeah. take over this and <laughs> not like that. But if you follow the rules, you can have a nice little community of yeah. expats. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and enjoy your stay there. In yeah, there's there's some communities doing really well. I heard the Somali community is doing pretty well. I can imagine. And you know they they they're really getting it together. Yeah. And um, you know you got these little pockets of Westerners, yeah. you know, coming together, and it's nice, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, Subhanallah. It's yeah. uh, hope you enjoy your stay and um. Yeah, man. It's it. Thanks Good for hosting that. us, by the way, man. I know, yeah. I know you probably didn't want that out there, but don't tell anyone that hosted you because they all want hosting. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, about, it's, yeah, it's man. a pleasure to meet. You. I really enjoyed yeah, your company. Right. Yeah, man, me too. And man. Um, and and the brother, the brothers here as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I really yeah. welcome you, and I'd love you to be my neighbor. Yeah, man. So, so I mean, I mean, I'll make it easy for you and uh, yeah, older people as well who are tuning in. Uh, check out Omar's uh, website, Make Hydro. On the YouTube, makehidra.com, and also the YouTube channel. There's so many interviews on there. Um, Brothers from different backgrounds going to different places with different perspectives, um, different challenges. And, uh, you know, uh, 
just plan, yeah. do istikhara, make your planning, save your money, and try. You know, I mean, what have you got to lose? you mind if I ask you a question? No. I don't know if people know how mm. well-traveled you are, mm. right? I mean, what advice would you give? I'm mm. just curious, you know, how is, how is your travel, you being able to travel and see different people and meet different, yeah. be in different cultures, et cetera, how has that affected your mindset in terms of, uh, has it broadened your scope in dealing with Muslims in general? Or Yeah. Um, it definitely broadened my scope in terms of understanding Islam. Mm. Um, you know, how broad Islam is. Like you said, it's not just a pigeonhole. It's not just one country that produces scholars. Right. And it's not just one country with scholars on the correct Islam. Mm. You know, it's, and um, it, also, there's a, a bit, I think culture is really uh, underestimated. Mm. And I think culture is a, a really important part of Muslims, mm. you know, because like with the Western culture now, where they're leaving this Christian, they're leaving the Christian religion and their old culture, their old values, mm. they're losing it, and they, they're losing their way now. Mm. Where the Islamic culture, like you mentioning, whether you've got secular people in Pakistan or Turkey or this, their culture is still so heavily. Uh, influenced by Islam, right? It's, it's like in in their blood, right? You know, like their manners. Are, you know, you speak to people in Pakistan, who are not they're not religious at all, mm. but they they they're so religious and you know they they practice so so moral and they have right. good values and right. you know, so culture is very important, right? And us being converts coming from, you know, a culture of kufr. Mm. You know, yeah, our parents may have raised us well to a certain extent, but we, we don't have that moral guidance. So, you know, anyway, to the, to the point of uh, traveling, I've traveled a lot. You know, I've been to 70, over 75 countries last time I looked. And me, I, I like Arabia. Yeah. I like Africa. Um, I see the benefits of places like Malaysia, Indonesia, and I think these are great places for people to live. Um, so I think it depends a lot also on your financial capability. What can you afford? Right. You know, uh, what your education level is. Do you have uh, qualifications to be able to live in the Middle East? Because if you don't, you can't just go and live in the Middle East if you don't have a lot of money, mm. you know. You can make it work in places like Egypt, you know. Uh, and people will be surprised that Africa is also and can be expensive. Yeah, again. If I have my choice, me personally, for what I like, what I do, because a lot of my DAO works in Africa, right. I would live in Africa. Mm -hmm. But it's very expensive. Right. Surprisingly expensive. Yeah. Um, places like Turkey, great infrastructure. Um, your children will be safe. Right. And for, for me personally, I'm not looking for a place to study. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a place to house my family peacefully. Mm. Um, my children won't be attacked with their Islam. They'll be able to grow up right. um, not, feeling not feeling inferior culturally, right. which is a, 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 a problem you find in the UK where uh, even some Pakistani communities, they, they have this inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. of the English white people. You know, they feel, they're always second-class citizens. Right. Same in America, different communities. You know, so, and that, that has a big impact on the children, uh, psychologically. Right, yeah. So, places like Turkey, they're not going to be bullied for their Islam. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them receive racism than be bullied for them <laughs> being Muslim. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But when you're attacked for being Muslim, this way you find people being shy or embarrassed of being Muslim. And right. I don't ever want my children to have that. Right. You know? Right. So again it depends who you are, your financial capabilities. It also depends on your own culture, where you fit in. Right. <laughs> because, you know, as a white guy I'm not gonna fit in, in certain areas. Right. 
as a black guy, you're not going to fit in in certain areas. It's as simple as that. Right. I can't live in certain places because you could get kidnapped. Mm. You could, you know, it could be dangerous for you. Right. Same, same for you. Right. You'd, you'd have a, a scope of places that will be open for you. So right. I think everyone needs to, you know, look at their own situation, think about what they need, priorities, is it studying children, finance, and go there on your own first. Don't just pack up and take your family and think, Bismillah, mm. I'm living on Istikhara. Yeah. I've seen people do that. Mm. You have to plan. Right. Go and check it out. Do your research. You know, If you're the head of the household, fly on your own. Right. Go and check it out. Get things sorted before you start right. you know, moving the family around. Because it can be very expensive to move around as well. Right. You know, that's just some thoughts. We could talk about this all day, you know, but, but, but yeah. But you know what, though? Um, yeah. With this, I'll make it brief. The, there's a cycle that's yeah. starting. And a lot of those best for how it would, how it would go. But the cycle is, for converts in particular, they embrace Islam. And then they have, they start a family. And then they begin to lose their children, mm -hmm. right? But remember, you were David, and your son is Muhammad. Yeah. You embrace Islam. You had, you know, but Muhammad now is in an environment where his people are the people in the neighborhood, the people at school, the people at this. So now you have Muhammad being influenced by that, and then Muhammad starts to leave off some of the things he was taught, or raised with, yeah. and then he becomes just like David, uh, another guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you start to lose. And I've seen this. This is not just a theory. I've seen people just lose their family yeah. in one generation. Yeah. Right. And then other people, they're coming from overseas. They're coming from Muslim countries to non-Muslim countries. And all those years, even if they weren't practicing, yeah. they had an Islamic identity and they didn't know anything else. Like family values, this, this, it was all just handed down and they just kept it going. The minute they moved over there, now they have their, their children being raised in this environment and they start to just lose it mm. right and there's it might go on uh, one more generation and then finally mm. it's just gone yeah right yeah. so anybody who's concerned with that and wants to break that cycle yeah. it's an excellent idea to consider another country or Definitely. a muslim country yeah that way you can keep you can it's, it's some someone argue it doesn't matter legacy okay when i die it's over mm. but at the end don't you want people that can pray for you Definitely. Don't you yeah. want? Don't you want to, to to be able to have that on your record that you raised a Muslim family yeah. and you cared like, because you could have you could have put took them in any direction. Yeah. But we decided we want to be Muslims and practice Islam and we want to have our families on Islam and keep that going. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I mean, if it's possible, and the other thing I want to mention as well, um, I think we have to be realistic as well mm. that. Not everyone is going to be able to do hijra. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, these, and, and we, we don't make them feel guilty for that. Mm. You know, these communities back in England and America, where the communities also have to start making efforts to try and organize themselves, live closer together right. around the masjid, mm. try to, uh, you know, buy property. I know that might seem out of reach, but rich Muslims need to come and give these poorer Muslims mortgages. Mm -hmm. Start start getting the generational wealth, right. of the, of the, you know, getting people to own properties so they can be more financially independent. Right. But making the most of your community at home as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all right, you living 20 minutes away from the masjid and worrying why you've got to, you're calling me to give dawah to your 18-year-old son. Mm -hmm. You know, like, make, you know, you know, try and control your children's upbringing as much as you can. By, by Hijra might be moving from one city to the other. Mm. It might be moving from one part of the city closer to the masjid. Mm. You know, as an example. I got you. So, you know, it's, um, you know, we can't expect five, I don't know how many million Muslims in America and England, but it's got to be at least five million. Mm. You can't expect a, a mass migration of five million, you know. But for those of you who have the ability Try it. We yeah, all make right, it right. easier for everyone. The, the yeah. bottom line is, as Muslims, we should we should be, be trying to make the best of, and the most of what we've got. 
you know, we should have these conversations more. Definitely. Just generally. But you know, that's why you have to move here, so we can yeah, speak right. more. <laughs> <laughs> but even people in their communities, yeah. they, they can have these conversations. It's, yeah. not, it's not like you're going to a place yeah. that's in uh, some, uh, you know, abandoned area or yeah. destroyed area. I've enjoyed well, yeah, the bro. conversation, not yeah, just bro, on camera, but, Off camera you well, know, yeah. it's been nice to meet you and there. Uh, yeah, bro. Just before I go, don't forget to check out uh, makehydro.com and also the um, YouTube. I'll put the links in the, the description and just go browsing, you know, check out some of the interviews. You'll get some benefit and uh, may Allah make it easy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs> Ahbabat walakin Allah yahdi man yasha